What's up? And welcome to Clarity for Parents of Athletes, bringing you stories from professional athletes about their parents and how they were raised. My name is Gabe Nocere from aclearmind.com. All right, and welcome to the first question and answer segment of the podcast. If you ever have a question for me and you want me to either read it and answer it on a podcast episode in order to help out other people, or if you just even want to contact me and I can email you back, uh, feel free to contact me, Gabe at a clearmind.com. You can also get in touch with me on my social media, and those links are on my website aclearmind.com. I also want to take a little bit of time to sincerely ask you to share the podcast with other people, parents, coaches, non-parents, whatever it is, uh, because some of this stuff is just absolutely amazing and so beneficial for others on a deep, deep level and can really help out children. So the more you can share, um, subscribe, review, the more word that is going to get out about this podcast and in turn going to help a lot of parents and children. So I really, really appreciate that. So the first question that we have uh, came from a listener, obviously, and it was related to the idea of the first principle of thought. And this person said, you know, what about something that's not a thought that creates suffering, something that's not like your imagination and of some kind of anxiety that's going to happen. And you know, that's a very real thing. Things happen, of course, that can be traumatic for us or otherwise unpleasant. And the, the listener basically described a situation of a violent crime. Now, obviously, violent crimes happen every day, and they're unfortunate. So what I told the person I'm going to tell you now is that the violence happens, and that's a real thing, obviously. But after that, what happens? We achieve when we have this suffering from the incident, right? But after the actual incident, Unless it keeps happening over and over and over again, if you have, let's say, one incident or even two incidences, and then that's it, then what is it? Then all it is is really a thought. And I'm not trying to diminish the severity of the incident whatsoever. But after a violent crime, it becomes a thought. And our thinking can create our suffering. We start replaying things. Right, We can go to the scene of the crime or we can go to another scene that reminds us of the scene of the crime and we start to have flashbacks. And those kind of things are absolutely real, that pain and suffering, as far as it creating our reality. It's not real in that it's not happening again, unless it does actually happen again, hopefully not. But after the violent crime happens again, everything about it becomes a thought and what we're thinking about it. 
And again, that's not trying to diminish the pain that it caused or to judge that it's right or wrong or should get over it or whatever. It's actually the opposite. So the listener said, okay, well, what do you do? And I said, what typically happens with pain, let me start with physical pain. What typically happens with with physical pain, let's say you put your hand on the burner of a stove. What do you do? You naturally take it off because you don't want to feel that pain. Right? And we do this, right? We avoid pain. Physical pain, it's easy to avoid. Right? We don't want to feel that way. But people do that with emotional pain as well. They don't want to feel it at a really deep level. And more importantly, they don't want to welcome it. So what we do is we ignore it. We stay busy. We try and do other things like drink, drink it away or overexercise or whatever. We or eat it away. There's different ways to avoid pain. Now, to me, what I do with my clients is I encourage them to welcome whatever they're feeling in the moment that is related to that topic. So I would sit them down. I do my work on the phone. So I would tell them to sit down wherever they are and take them through an exercise basically to feel whatever is coming up about the memory of, let's say in this example, the violent crime. To absolutely welcome everything and welcome it and welcome it and welcome it. Because what tends to happen, you can think of thoughts, they're kind of like wind that's blowing past us, right? You have millions of thoughts probably. I think somebody did calculate somehow how many thoughts somebody had. I don't, I don't know how accurate it is, but I think I read it somewhere. So let's say we have millions or thousands at least of thoughts per day, right? And most of them you don't even realize. They just come and go. They blow like the wind. But when we have some kind of feeling that we don't want to have, that remember, our feelings are always generated by thought. When we have some kind of feeling we don't want to have, we tend to avoid it. But it appears like maybe it goes away if we avoid it or exercise, over-exercise or drink or eat or other, whatever vice people want to use. It appears that it goes away and then it's fine. But... It doesn't go away. It just kind of persists. You can think of it as like the thought blows in and then it gets spun up into a little tornado above your head. And it may go like higher over your head, so it's not directly over your head, but it's eventually going to be lower. What you will resist, the feelings, the emotional feelings that you resist will persist unless you absolutely welcome it with open arms, as much as possible. It really forces you to sit with some uncomfortable emotions, but it's so cathartic. That's how I find I can help my clients, and I've experienced with myself, that's how I find it's the best way to help us work through things, is to absolutely welcome it with open arms, whatever we're feeling at all times. And the more we recognize that we're always feeling our thinking and nothing else, 
then the easier it is is to say, hey, this is just a thought, and I'm going to welcome it wherever it is in my being right now. And that's it. We're not going to welcome it in hopes that it goes away because that's another form of resistance. We're going to welcome it with open arms. And the more we can realize the fact that it's a thought and it's not real and that we are not that thought, we are just an innocent bystander of the thought. We are the person who observes the thought and that's it. We are not the thought. So I hope that answers the question for everybody. Again, if you want to get a hold of me and I can read your question on the next question and answer segment of the podcast, I'd be more than happy to. Again, reach out to me, Gabe, at aclearmind.com or connect with me through my website, aclearmind.com. Thanks for listening. Much love to you and many blessings.